This is a Maybe You Like It production. To find more productions, including podcasts, radio plays, and stage plays, visit www.maybeyoulikeit.co.uk. Maybe you like it, maybe you don't. This is a Maybe You Like It production. To find more productions, including podcasts, radio plays, and stage plays, visit www.maybeyoulikeit.co.uk. Maybe you like it, maybe you don't. Well, this is just something I worked up. Uh, I'll do it for you. Maybe you like it, maybe you don't. Hello, I'm Jake, and this is the Maybe You Like It podcast, the podcast where we take plays, films, and more that have never been staged before or are never likely to be staged again, and we talk about how we stage them. As always, I am joined by Caleb. Hello, hello. I'm here. Hello, Caleb. And this week, we are joined by actor, YouTube star, and extremely average bloke, Josh Clark. Hello, everybody. Hi, Josh. How are you doing? Not bad, not bad. Um, Do you want to explain for our listeners why I just called you an average bloke? Yeah, so I'm, I'm co-host uh, and producer, I guess, of a, of a YouTube show called The Average Bloke Show, um, which is basically where me and my friend Cam just show that we're average blokes, uh, like Caleb and Jake, both been to Oxford, but consider ourselves to be uh, fairly normal. That's about it. Nice. It's a, nice. Yeah, it's a good show and you get some great guests as well. So you've had some really exciting mm. episodes. But also your most recent episode with no guests was uh, really, really funny yeah. when you were rating you, uh, lies you. on the internet. Which is really good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're very much just uh, doing a bit of everything at the moment, figuring yeah. out what we want to do. Just, a- you know, average stuff, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Average stuff. Excellent. Excellent. We love average content. I mean, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, this week... Uh, on this podcast, we are going to be talking about how we'd stage a film, and you brought a film to us, and that is The Social Network. Mm. Yeah, The Social Network is from 2010, directed by David Fincher, written by Aaron Sorkin, both sort of like huge uh, titans of the of like the Hollywood industry at mm. the moment, yeah. uh, starring Jesse Eisenberg, Andrew Garfield, Justin Timberlake, Army Hammer, Rooney Mara. I mean, the, the list goes on. Um, mm. And, uh, you know, it's considered one of the best films of the last decade and uh sort of yeah you know charting the story of the the start of the social network um josh you want to give us a a sort of brief rundown of the plot yeah i'd love to yeah i mean as you've already said it's it's following mark zuckerberg um and it's kind of showing that the creation of facebook and how it grew um so massively um yeah so we kind of start out following uh a 19 year old mark zuckerberg um and the, the opening scene is kind of a great scene uh, in film, and it's uh, it's him being dumped by his girlfriend, and basically that starts off the film um, where Mark's going back to his dorm at Harvard, and he comes up basically with the, the seed, uh, the beginning of the idea for Facebook, um, where he's just kind of it starts off with a the comparison um, between different girls at Harvard, um, and yeah, and you kind of follow his journey basically through. Whilst we're having these uh, this kind of story as to how he came up with it, we're following him through two lawsuits, basically, as we kind of flash forward um, to him being sued by his, his best friend, Eduardo, uh, and also the uh, the Winklevoss twins, who claimed that they came up with the ideas, or the Winklevi, as he refers to them <laughs> as. Uh, and yeah, so we kind of follow this story as Facebook grows on to become a massive business close to what it is today. Um, as well as following these these cases yeah absolutely and yeah and sort of as it goes on we see that yeah that friendship tested to the point where a lawsuit happens and we meet sean parker played by justin timberlake uh Mm -hmm. who was the you know the guy who started napster um and and how he sort of like worms his way in on uh on facebook as he has done with many social media platforms throughout the history of social media um Mm. yeah for sure i think that sums up pretty well i think most people probably have seen this at some point, uh, but also it's it's on the uh, Netflix in the UK at the moment. So if you haven't seen it mm-hmm. or you need a refresher, go and watch it because it's a really good watch as well. It's a, a, just a fun, like, yeah, a fun film sort of charting mm. that story. More fun than it should be, I think. <laughs> it's, it's really interesting because my memory yeah. of it, and I'm, you know, I was whatever, 11 or 12 when it came out. And I, my memory of the film was that I found it really boring and mm. I didn't understand <laughs> it and whatever. Mm. Um, but coming at it, maybe when I'm a bit older. Yeah, it had a lot more to it. It was a lot more breezy. Like it was a really quick 
two yeah. hours. Yeah, yeah. Um, it is the yeah, most exciting way of telling this story, like the, the way it's written. Definitely. I would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, and it well, it tells such a such a specific version of the story. It doesn't focus mm. on like mm. you know there was there's one bit with about the feet about one feature, but other than that, it, yeah. It, it, it's about people and you know yes. and it, mm. it's the dialogue is so interesting and, and the relationships yeah, are so yeah, interesting yeah. and that's what it focuses on i think that's that's probably what it does so well yeah mm. yeah and it, and none of it's true <laughs> or at least if you believe everyone uh, who's who's involved in the story they all claim it's not true <laughs> yeah so uh, not not one single person well, thinks basically that the only from what i've read online the only person who says anything's true is um eduardo um oh what's his name eduardo stavron um yeah he said uh Saverin, he says that uh the moment where he went and like um and uh like through the computer on the ground then got real mad at mark zuckerberg mm-hmm. that, he's like that that's true that happened <laughs> and then everything else there right. they're all like nah didn't happen didn't happen like that wow but i mean, I mean well, yeah. anything that's based on a true story is like that isn't it really but yeah it's true there's, there's yeah, to some definitely extent. some truth i guess what's good about this film is it doesn't really paint paint anyone in the perfect light no one is oh yeah no one's a hero right and that's probably why yeah. they all mm. deny <laughs> that it's true um yeah that's true they're all they're all yeah they're all baddies yeah right okay well given that given given all of that um <laughs> let's think about how we might put it into a theatrical space and what we might be able to do as well in a theatrical space that maybe the film doesn't do um any yeah. baseline ideas mm. i've been thinking a lot about how on this podcast we often are sort of like struck by oh how do we recreate this film or this story Mm. um for the theatrical space how do we recreate it but for Mm. this i'm like i think it's a great film and but but i think what you could do with this story is is how how can we reimagine this story for the for the theatrical space Mm. so rather than just trying to recreate it as it happens where there's loads of different Mm um locations there's like you know something like 60 characters or something if you counted them all up i think yeah it's it's kind of hard to recreate but i think you could reimagine it in a way that is different but it still could use pretty much the the same script the way i've been thinking about it is you know what a little while back i watched a recording of the lehman trilogy at um the national theater and that is mm. this huge story about the Lehman brothers and then their sort of um, their, the generations that came after them, leading all the way up to the 2008 financial crash, starting in the sort of mid 19th mm. century. Um, and it's just three actors and it's done on a sort of relatively minimalist set that it just looks like some offices. Um, and it and it charts the story over three hours. Uh, or maybe a bit more than three hours. And I kind of think, is there a way that we could bring this into a minimalist space um, so that the, the settings are told to us by the actors and are shown in maybe soundscapes? But mm. um, And then we only use a few actors. I'm thinking more than three, but we only use a few actors yeah. and maybe something like five or six actors. And they tell the story through all of the different characters, but they also speak to the audience and break the fourth wall and tell the story as well as acting out the scenes. Um, so something in the vein mm. of the Lehman trilogy um and, and sort of yeah I, I think the Lehman trilogy to me I mean that was directed by Sam Mendes who is a film director primarily and it is like the closest right. to film on stage that I've seen but it's in, like it's also incredibly theatrical um and so like maybe playing with those ideas I think would be an exciting way to tell this story on stage yeah I think I, I definitely agree with that like I think the whole the whole film is it feels very cinematic like it's that it being a film is quite core to it being great so i I agree that i think it'd be quite hard to recreate and like assuming there's a lot of epic moments i think even though it's not particularly action-packed or anything but like like the boat races and the the code like the hackathon like they're all massive scenes with a lot of energy that i think would be quite hard to directly recreate um but yeah i I think that i think they're playing it to like there's some narration elements and stuff like that would be more interesting and easier to, to pull off yeah i mean i almost think the the film the film does the film uses the depositions as a plot device as like a yeah. narrative device to be like okay yeah. we're gonna do this but next we're gonna jump around in time and we're gonna we're gonna move between them by having these deposition conversations mm. and the end the other thing it does is it like 
it almost does like it's a bad film in the sense that it does a lot of telling and a lot of showing right and that's the only way in which it's a bad film but like in in, like it doesn't follow that rule very well like there's Mm. not long periods of just looking at stuff there's the longest like silence i think is near the beginning we just see mark zuckerberg running Running. through harvard Um, mm. And I, I don't, I don't really know what that was supposed to achieve by being like we're yes, in Harvard. That is, right? well, that is but, exactly uh, what it achieves. <laughs> yeah, but it, it did not need, it did not need to take a minute. It did not I need to take a whole minute to do that. <laughs> but um, anyway, um, and yeah, and as you said, there's that, there's that rowing scene. And but I'm not like you know, we go to Henley on Thames and we see them mm. racing a Dutch team and losing. I, <laughs> I'm not really sure. Like again, that could take place very quickly. My point is, is that it's, it's actually very dialogue yes. based and. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that really lends itself to the theatre. And, you know, mm. you say there's a lot of settings, but actually when you break it down, it's mainly, you know, a restaurant here, a bar there, yeah. a bedroom, you know, mm-hmm. the odd office. Like, they, they, you're right, they're, they're places that are really easy to create in a minimalist yeah, way. And non-specific yeah. as well. And, yeah, mm. right, exactly. We don't need to have, like, eight different restaurants. They do it because they're, it's yeah, a film, yeah. right? So it's mm. got to be a different... But we don't need to do that. Yeah. Um, and so we can have that. And I wonder... Would you would you want to take out the legal thing and just have them telling us a story as an audience? Would you want to move it so that we're some kind of jury? What do you think about mm. that side of things? It's a good question. Is it, I've been thinking about that because uh, I kind of think if we if we were to do this thing of sort of like a a cast of like a round six and having them multi role, mm. um, I think a way you could do it is is that each of those cast members is assigned a character in the deposition. But then, and yeah. but as they tell the, as the deposition tells the story, um, you could then, you know, they can launch into, oh, then this happened, but then they all change characters mm. for that <clears throat> next scene um, as they yeah. go into it. So I think this deposition could be a, a useful framing device to sort of ground us back into knowing who each of our actors is meant to be um, and in launching mm. into the story without it feeling sort of forced or like we're overly like trying to play to the audience, which is different from, you know, from what I was saying about the Lehman trilogy where they, they like specifically break the fourth wall. They narrate the whole thing to us. Um, But Mm. I think it, it, yeah, I think actually there's a lot of value in that framing device. And I think it's been used really effectively in the film. I don't, I don't think there's any reason to uh, sort of discard it here because I think you could still use it really effectively. And I think Mm. as well, it could help shift because actually to me watching it this time around, I was quite interested in Eduardo's story uh, and I think actually it could help, but like in some ways this is Eduardo's story as much as it's Mark Zuckerberg's story. And the thing that makes Mm. it Mark Zuckerberg's story is, is Finch's direction because in those deposition scenes, he's always more interested in what Mark Zuckerberg's reaction to everything is than he is in anyone else in that Mm. room. But actually I think in bringing it to the theater, first of all, you get to see all those reactions all at once, but also we could shift that focus back to Eduardo and make it more his story. It's his suing of mark zuckerberg Mm. and i think that could be an interesting reframing of the story as well i do think that if 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 this film did that it would really make eduardo a protagonist yeah because i think the only way Mm. he's not in this is that it doesn't have that focus on him but really he's he's the only one that doesn't like do anything terrible yeah the only thing he does is freeze Uh, the account which he's kind of really uh (laughs) like a really valid like reason to do it so i think it works yeah and of course the uh feeding the chicken chicken as well yeah which is an invention (laughs) by aaron sorkin that never happened that's not even part of which is what i find so funny it's just like he wrote this screen (laughs) such a massive yeah he just invented this chicken story (laughs) i mean that does read though because like i mean like mm. how thick do you have to be to feed a chicken? Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> it, it doesn't quite oh. read with the rest of his character. No, yeah. Um, yeah, that's true. But yeah, I mean the thing I we like you've said that that's what interests you a lot. But the, the thing that I found really interesting coming at it now, when you know the end of the film, it says that it has five hundred million users. I think now it has two billion or something. Yeah, I like, noticed that as well. So the thing that interested me a lot, the more than I thought it would, was the development of the site itself yeah. which the film doesn't mm. really focus on but you know we there are devices in theater now like dear evan hansen which i don't think does it that well actually <laughs> where you have these kind of like social media mm. like yeah. we see around us social media in it and it changing mm. in certain ways you know in dear evan hansen it's about the attitudes that you see yeah. in it. but mm. we could have something where like we can see maybe we could physically see the website develop around us in some way that's more visceral yeah Mm. i get that i guess um i guess what i like about this film is is fincher uses a sort of traditional cinematic language whereas like since this film i think a lot of people in 
in filming social media and filming technology have done that thing where you see someone on the phone and then the like message comes up next to them or things like that. And yeah, part of the yeah, stuff yeah. that I think was, yeah, like pioneered in Sherlock, exactly what I was going to say. And Fincher, Fincher <laughs> avoids so much doing that. When, whenever we see stuff on screen, mm. we're seeing the actual screen and, and we're only ever seeing it for a few seconds at a time. It's never the actual focus. So, I mean, I, yeah, I don't know. Mm. If, if you guys are interested in drawing that out as a focus, that could be interesting. But personally, I don't think it necessarily needs to be. I guess the only thing that would be cool is there's lots of moments here where um, where we have, you know, like any film, we have like multiple plots happening at once. And so we're skipping between settings. Um, I guess mm, what, yeah. what you could do is you couldn't, you probably couldn't do that on stage in the same way, but you could get the excitement that you get from watching multiple things happening at once by doing this thing where, yeah, where you see a scene taking place. And as that sequence sequence plays out, you also see the development of the site over that period of time. So that could be really cool actually to bring those sort of two elements together, get mm. that sense of things, lots of elements moving at once. That could be quite exciting. Yeah. yeah like using that as a time, Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. And and uh, yeah, this kind of idea. Like, I, I'm try, trying to think of. Is it the trial where there's a clock? I can't actually remember. I was just thinking about there is the sequence where the Winklevoss twins, their lawyer is reading out the emails sent from Mark Zuckerberg to them over yeah. a period of time whilst he's building the site. Yeah. What would be really really cool is if you have those being read out by the lawyer, and at the same time we're watching the site develop. Um. That would yeah. be really cool. I think along along those grounds, having like one thing that is kind of using the film that we could quite do, easily do on, on stage would be like the the counter of how many members there oh, are. Because yeah. quite often there's there's quite a few scenes where it's like I was just about to say oh, that, yeah. we've got two thousand uh, two thousand members and they celebrate that. And obviously there's the big one million party. Yeah. Um, so like if that you had that, that always visible. Be, that would be really cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then at the end, it could get to the current amount of people who are on Facebook yes, now, like present day. that would day. be very cool. Yeah, I love that. Mm. I, I was about to say, though, um, I mean, that I think would be most effective through projection. But is there a way that we could do the mm. building of the site without just relying on projection? Is there something physical we could do to show that? Yeah, so basically these people are more food to come up with. Wooden blocks and they're made, they're made of the bits of the website. So like, the browser is built and then there's like that, the, the famous like Facebook yeah. blank yeah. Uh, thing. Yeah, the profile phone. Yeah, no. yeah. <laughs> Um, I mean, it's slightly goofy, but it is, I mean, not morph suits, obviously mm. not morph suits, but <laughs> is there a way we could be building, like the set could start mm. out completely like black background, nothing. And then by the end, the background of the set is the face, the Facebook page we know, or, or like we would have known at the end of this film. Mm. Well, that's something interesting, isn't it? Because it, where we get to at the end of that film is so far away yeah, from where we are so now. Early. There's so much yeah. more story to tell. So one of the things I was going to ask, actually, and this we can keep this in the same conversation, but would, mm-hmm. would we want to maybe go past where the film gets to? This, I mean, it would very much be able not- to be like a Lehman trilogy style. Like you could do it in three separate parts. You could do this bit. You could do the like next bit where yeah. like Facebook becomes absolutely massive. And then you could do the bit where Mark Zuckerberg has to go and uh, be questioned by mm. AOC. <laughs> I mean, there's all of that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm kind of, yeah. I'm kind of hoping that Finch is going to come back and direct a sequel at some point. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, I got, when it's interesting, cause they did, they did uh, Sean Parker in the film. Yes. Justin Timberlake talks talks he starts to talk about and I'm sure they didn't know at the time what they were writing but he starts to talk about like data protection and you know yeah. and, and how and how uh, you know your data isn't yours anymore and he's talking about it in like a very paranoid way yes. and I think yeah. it has a lot of different connotations now to what it does and um, if you haven't seen Public Domain mm-hmm. on the Southwark Playhouse directed by Adam Lenson um, which is a new musical about the AOC deposition and about YouTube and Facebook and all that yeah. kind of stuff. It's currently playing. Go, go watch that. That's my rec for this week. Um, and yeah, that like, there's that whole other strain that actually this film really hints at. And I don't know whether that was yeah. on purpose. It's kind of yeah. cool to look back. I don't know. That. In some ways, I think it's nice to have that in the, in the background, but also like, this is almost like mm. a, you know, it's a time capsule of like our naivety around the internet mm. at the time as well. And how that paranoia yeah. was only just, you know, only just becoming part of our sort of regular conversation. And that now like dominates the discourse about the internet. 
so and 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 obviously yeah. like it's, it's it's clear from the film that like Mark Zuckerberg did not have any idea of the potential of Facebook as that, or at least that's the way he's portrayed. Mm. Um, in yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. So I think yeah, it would be interesting to have maybe incorporate a bit more of that, but actually yeah, just to have it as this sort of paranoid ramblings as if it doesn't matter. But actually, we know now that it it matters hugely and it's a massive part of the, of, mm. um, of what like the story of Facebook now I think it would be really interesting I think it's quite nice having it finish where it does finish in the film and then why well, it could finish then and there, there could be a, a second part or whatever but leaving it up to because I I had the moment after it finished and it finishes quite quickly as well at the end of the film kind of speeds up quite a lot at like thinking for a moment about oh what does that mean now yeah. like you you kind of it kind of hit makes you realise like Actually, yeah, even from 2010 when it came out to now, it's it's completely it reads completely differently because of all the all of that. Maybe that's quite nice to leave it open ended like that. I don't know. Yeah, sort of like asking the audience to fill in the rest themselves, and it's kind of mm. like a, an invitation to go. Oh, I know how the rest of this story goes, and and it's terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, mm. I mean, but but also yeah, there is a disconnect because you know we end that film with him like you know oh he he did this in his head you know he did this to win this girl back and she's not interested <laughs> yeah, in yeah. the whole thing where he's created this whole system where she can where she's locked him out and we know that's probably not true anymore and all, all, that, <laughs> all that kind of thing and has a child now but then we but exactly what yeah. i was going to say we look at him now and he mm. has he has a child he's married he has a, and and that journey he he presents mm. Given the film, which I don't know whether he's even... He's probably claimed he's never seen it. I don't know. <laughs> given the film yeah. and given where he is mm. now, I imagine in my head some kind of like journey of self-discovery that goes on somewhere in yeah. there. Mm. Um, because, because the character that we are presented in this film could not yeah. have a child. No, yeah. <laughs> I guess but you know? yeah. when like, this film... It ends in only like 2006 or something is where that story ends, right? Like, very, very early, yeah. And so, you know, there are there's quite a few years between that and and like Mark Zuckerberg getting married and having a kid. Um, but yeah, mm. I do... I, I guess you're right. And, and it presents him as this guy that's like uh, over-controlling, overbearing and stuff, which Jesse Eisenberg is just like famously good at playing and has been cast yeah. in those roles ever since. I guess, yeah, I guess mm. there are hints all the way through that, like, there is some humanity to him because although he's in this, like, situation where he's, like, you know, being sued by his best friend, that at every turn mm. he is trying to also protect his best friend to an extent. Um, yeah, it's a weird concept. It is, yeah, yeah. So I think you do see some of that change in him and you see that there could, like, where he's left at the end, there could be more change to come. Yeah, and going back to the keeping the kind of, the positions uh, into it like there's quite a few poignant moments like in that when uh eduardo gets annoyed at him for telling them about the chicken story he's like i didn't I, like he actively tried to stop it so like i think it's quite nice having those very uh i mean whether they're true or not I don't know, but <laughs> keeping them in to, to to build that character if we if we want to portray it yeah like, i think so that'd be quite nice yeah and and again those same reflections as we're talking about between like the way he when he's being when he's being deposed in the in the twins trial mm-hmm. and they have that there's that very famous scene where he's like you have the minimum of my attention i can't lie because i'm under oath all this kind of yeah. thing um mm-hmm. and comparing that attitude comparing what's presented there with the way he treated the senators mm-hmm. uh, not the senators sorry the congress people in um in the in the deposition more recently where he kind of where he starts every sentence with senator Mm. and or whatever it is or congressman person and he does yeah he doesn't care and he doesn't have Mm. any like respect for the people that he is that is talking to him and Mm. then and then also also like that those people that are questioning him also not knowing anything about what they're asking him and so him kind of being somewhat justified in that to some some extent Mm. it's like this a kind of um this that's a really interesting i don't know reflection considering again like what the makers of the film didn't know and what we know now and i think bringing Mm. all those elements out would be really interesting yeah i think Um, you're right and i i yeah i think you're right and i think what's really interesting so because justin timberlake is as an actor uh varying in quality (laughs) but he's great in this film because he just plays this sort of like dead-eyed sean parker who just like uh you know he he presents as like really charming but there's you just can tell there's something sort of almost sociopathic behind that 
And that's almost where Mark Zuckerberg gets to in those more recent deposition trials with Congress. Mm. And so to see him mm. almost take on that role of Sean Parker, this guy who like has been through the ringer of the social media stuff, um, now having to sort of face the consequences. I think that's really a, an interesting progression. If we were to get a second part written, then I would be well up for doing that mm. and even trying to like, yeah, almost if you had, if you did do it in two parts, you could do the deposition to frame um, the deposit, you know, those like depositions from his friends and the, his friend and the Winklevoss, Winklevoss. Oh man, my words, uh, twins <laughs> <laughs> for the first part, Winklevai. and then you could use the deposition uh, in Congress um, for the whole of the mm. second part to to frame the whole of the second part. That would be really interesting to do. Um, yeah, I, I yeah. Get, and I guess you could do it like you could even have that first half still be two hours, and the second part maybe be shorter and do it like. Um, what is it Harry Potter and the Cursed Child you know you go and see one part and then you go away for a couple hours and then you come back and see the second part yeah yeah. or another example is Imper- <laughs> is Imperium um, by Robert Harris um, which was made into a two part play just because it's that's about you know one person and their their journey through power yeah I guess. Um, we, t- okay. we yeah, talked yeah. a lot around the story um, I guess mm-hmm. I want to bring it back into like the cast and like how you cover that many characters um mm. and like how do we make mm. how do we show this stuff on stage like i kind of brushed over it at the beginning but did, yeah. did you guys have any more thoughts about how we could make that work i think i i, I was i was thinking along a similar lines of having multi-rolling if we have the same people in the deposition become the characters and potentially having some scenes where it's it's still some people are still at the deposition yeah that others are playing out the scene and they're kind of looking down on it. So like whether like um, whether it's uh, Mark's being kind of questioned about something and he's giving his explanation, but he's in the scene and the others are like in some sort of gallery, maybe looking down. I don't know. Yeah. That could be something. Ooh, okay. Works. I like that. It's like a two level and stage. Be, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And the deposition, I think what's really interesting about the setting of the de- deposition is it's like this room made of glass. Right. Um, and I think mm-hmm. that the sort of room made of glass thing comes up quite a lot in the film basically whenever there's lawyers involved because later on when eduardo's signing the contracts to sign away his shares it's also in this glass room um so it would Mm. be really cool to have them in a sort of glass box that's like raised maybe like four or five feet um further back and then you have the place playing space of the rest of the film the rest of the settings further down so they can watch it take place i think Mm. that'd be really interesting yeah 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 Okay, well, but bringing in what you said about maybe finding a more creative way than just projecting on random screens the kind of building of Facebook. Yes. Then, is there any way, and I'm trying to imagine it in my head and I'm not quite there yet, is there any way of mm-hmm. making that raised glass platform maybe look like it's part of a laptop or a tablet or something so we can maybe try and create mm. the Facebook page on that yeah. or on what's below that uh, or something I'm, like that? Yeah, maybe. I'm just thinking about in the Lehman trilogy, they write, they write up like the sign of the Lehman brothers on glass panels (laughs) and then they write loads of information. Mm. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) it kind of feels like maybe we're drawing too heavily, but like if you were literally like drawing that Facebook thing onto the glass panels of this glass box, that could be really interesting Mm. to maybe do something with that. Well, there's that bit where they draw the um, equation. Yeah. 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 Onto the window. Um, yeah, definitely yeah, a way we could uh, use that. I, I mean, I worry that we're borrowing too heavily, but also this is all hypothetical, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm not. I'm not thinking of drawing. I'm thinking of. I'm really thinking of, of more projection because yeah. you know we're trying to build. You know, build a web page that is. I'm just trying to throw it there. Or like pasting. On top. Like, oh. could the people in the, in the room might like, be like pasting up like a wallpaper and it's being like teared up because it's kind of like. You change this element and putting this element in. Yeah, I don't know, because that's that whole thing where, yeah, they, it is built, yeah. it's finished, and then it gets redone and redone. And yeah. Redone. You know, you get those, like, vinyl and, stickers that you can stick on glass. Maybe there's something we could do yeah. that mm. with that. So, yeah, it is that kind of thing where they could, like, stick up, like, a whole vinyl sticker that, like, frames it in one way, and then, mm. like, it gets pulled and, like, pulled off, and then you stick up another one. That could be an interesting way of doing it. Mm. Would mm. it be too cheesy to have that, have the stickers so, so when it's, like, a Facebook profile? 
where the cutout for where the profile picture goes and like marks there when he's put, he's just put out the last bit and he's like it's finished and he's in the little square of the profile picture. I mean, yeah, maybe that's better. I'm, <laughs> I'm here for it. I'm really here for it. I don't <laughs> also, that yeah, and yeah, that last bit is about relationship status. About you know, there's, there's that focus like mm. the first half of the film, especially like it's. I, I don't know whether it's clear enough about what it's about its opinion on on the inherent um, misogyny in the yeah. whole idea yeah. um mm. and also again i don't know whether the people it's about agree <laughs> you know because yeah. that is you know that's a very obvious thing to put into it whether it's true or not i'm sure it is um <laughs> i think mm, it is but- interesting and i i think you're right in that like um yeah fincher often it does a sort of boys will be boys type story and then says it's about toxic masculinity or whatever, and but never really acknowledges mm. the fact that um, maybe didn't get the the female perspective on it. <laughs> yeah, maybe there is more something more we could do with that. And I certainly think in having this multi rolling cast, you, you know, even with the lawyers and stuff, like you know, in some ways, some of these characters doesn't matter if you do some kind of gender flip on it as well. I mean, may, maybe mm. those key like historical figures of like Mark Zuckerberg, Sean Parker, and stuff you'd want to keep men but maybe there is some way of making it clearer a stance on how sort of grim that is as a beginning of this social media site yeah yeah and also mm. i i'd be interested in investigating whether that ever like you know people always say like you know that oh the first line of code's still in there somewhere you know like what where in what to what extent is that not is that still yeah. there or is that mm. can we really say that that, that, it, that those platforms have moved on from that original premise? yeah i did find it really I'm interesting not sure like, there's this whole thing about mm. Mark Zuckerberg is like stands by this idea that like um, Facebook is cool. That's what it has going for it. And the moment we do mm. ads and all this stuff, all this monetization, it stops being cool. And like, that is the trajectory that Facebook has taken. It, Facebook was cool, yeah. and now no one cares about Facebook anymore because it's overblown with ads mm. and Facebook Marketplace, and you know the yeah. prioritization of pages that aren't your friends, but just random pages that maybe you liked once, and now they're all you ever see on your timeline. And it is just like, mm. <laughs> it's not cool anymore. And I, I think it's really interesting that we're at this point. In 2010, it was still cool and it's not anymore. And I think it's really interesting that that trajectory and yeah. to maybe even acknowledge, yeah. like there's almost an irony in those lines now. I think yeah. they don't ring true anymore. I yeah. have this really distinct memory of this. It's just like, there were just loads of Facebook pages where the title of the Facebook page was like a one-liner joke. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, and then it just posted memes and those memes would link to other memes and that meme would then link somehow to a shopping page and it was just yeah and that was like the the start of it and then, yeah. yeah i have a, i have a facebook page called oh no are you actually going to bring no, up lobo memes well, on the podcast no, yeah lobo memes for um, <laughs> for mob mentality teens this was a lobster meme page i made as a joke with my friend but it no, no i'm not even kidding in the last year it's gained 100 likes and i've done nothing Wow. It just just because it sat there and it's called lobster memes, people like it for some reason, and it's it's just mm. really strange. Pages has, have gained a prioritization over people, and but the origin of this website mm. is about connecting people, and I think that's just yeah, it's an interesting where so exactly yeah, we've just come so mm. far from that, and yet it's still the only platform where I feel like it's like a list of people I have. I'm acquaintances or better than, and there's no other place where I can go and do <laughs> so, that. You mean as in acquaintances yeah. or better than acquaintances? Not not yeah. a list of acquaintances yeah, not No, no, Facebook is a list of two billion people that I'm better than. That's that. <laughs> that's that's how Mark Zuckerberg sees it anyway. Um, I think, no, I think uh, right. I think the only exception these days uh, hmm. is uh, well, it's becoming is LinkedIn. I think for young professionals. I mean, I don't have it, but um, <laughs> LinkedIn becomes a list of yeah. all the people you ever knew, just in case they might be able to give you a job one day, right? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't. Yeah, I, I don't think I've I've ever used it like that. But I guess that is. True. I don't. I don't have. Um, LinkedIn, it's interesting so because <laughs> the, the thing that the thing that um Justin Timberlake's character like, you know, when he sends Mark Zuckerberg in to like fuck with a company. Yeah, I think yeah. That's, like a banker. Is that based on that's like the Plaxo incident. That that. Awesome. No, well, I'm not. I was under the impression it's based on this company that he created, that character um, that Sean Parker created, which was like an online. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, 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 it yeah. Is. yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, I didn't know what it was called. Based right. Yeah. Paxo or um, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it is based on that because he just crashed out of that company after after yeah. making it. 
Yeah. Mm-mm. Um. Right. We. Yeah. Sorry. The the story itself is so interesting. We keep getting <laughs> yeah, sucked into yeah, it, and not yeah. and not about how we'd. I mean, well, let's talk about Sean Parker as a character mm. on mm-hmm. stage because mm. I think in the film, because we don't see him very often, and he doesn't come in until the second hour of the film, he he can kind of get away with just being this kind of like only person that captures Mark Zuckerberg's attention. Yeah. Yeah. And then he. And then he's there and he seems to sort of make things happen quicker and then he's bad. But then, <laughs> like, there's not... Like, I'm not really sure... I guess it's, like, it's left ambiguous deliberately, but I think in the theatre we might want to, you know, take a stance yeah. on, you know, like, what what is... Like, what is he to the plot? What is he to mm. Zuckerberg? And, like, what is he in and of himself? Because yeah. I don't... Yeah, he's he kind of empty. Like, I think Justin Blake does mm. a really good job, yeah. but I think... I don't. I don't know what he wants. I, I yeah, guess. I don't know. I guess I, I don't know how ambiguous it is. I think it's clear that he wants to be the center of attention, and he wants to make a lot of money out of new tech, new tech yeah. companies. Um, but I think yeah. in some ways, yeah, like you say, I think Justin Timberlake does do a decent job. But I think in some ways, the thing that tells us more than anything isn't the script, but it's Finch's direction. I think about that scene in in the mm. nightclub, um, and yeah. there's this moment where they're talking and. It's like, uh, you know, the, the shots are cutting back and forth between the two faces from over their mm-hmm. shoulders. But then there's just this moment where mm-hmm. then it just cuts in on a, a like a tight close up of Justin Timberlake's face and then a tight close up mm-hmm. of Mark Zuckerberg's face. And it's that point where you see that he's completely drawn in it, drawn him in and he can completely manipulate him. Um, but that's yeah. film. You can't do that on stage. Um, so, mm-hmm. yeah, I think you're right in that, like, we need to find a, a different theatrical language of telling that story because it's it's not entirely there mm. in the script and part of that would be in performance but yeah yeah I, th- I think you're right yeah because it's kind of like this this bad influence but is also actually like kind of helpful for the company yeah. and he's liked by everyone besides eduardo really yeah 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 i kind of like the idea of going with him as like a the kind of bad influence uncle kind <laughs> uncle. of you know what i mean like <laughs> wait i'm trying yeah. to think there's a character in. he's kind oh, of a rock yeah. star isn't he really as well and i think it's i could leaning yeah. into this idea of like him being yeah that sort of like he lives that sort of rock star lifestyle he's he's also a bit of mm-hmm. he's like a bit of like a vagrant as well like he just does he seems to be like homeless for most of the film uh he, but yeah. he just sort of like drifts from place to place <laughs> Sorry, mm. you just you just reminded me of the first time we meet him in the film where he's just slept with a girl who, just in case we weren't aware she went yeah. to Stanford, is wearing yeah. Stanford underwear. Stanford, yeah. <laughs> Stanford yeah. jumper. Yeah. Played like- by Dakota Johnson <laughs> as well, who is sort of a relative mm. unknown at that point. It's such a weird, like, looking back on it. That's that scene is so <laughs> unsettling scene. to me. And and, and I don't yeah. and I don't know if it's meant to be as well. But again, like, is there something mm. we can do to make these scenes that like the language is kind of like showing him to be a rock star, but like, can we in performance, Mm. uh, in the blocking, in the way he behaves, can we make him out to be very unsettling as a character as well? Mm. It's interesting. Mm. It's interesting that you keep using the word rock star because he is like the person playing him. Yeah, of course. (laughs) You know, Um, and, and that, and that, that scene at the beginning as well, that where we like, I think maybe Fincher is aware that when Justin Timberlake comes on screen, we go, yeah, Justin Timberlake, yeah, yeah. you know, and yeah. we can't get away from that. And That's so with true. that casting, I mean, so we watch this person wake up with someone and not know who they are. And, you mm. know, we don't, we don't know who Sean Parker is because like, we don't like, because we're not in that mm. world as a general audience, but we mm. do know who Justin Timberlake is. And so I, I feel like it kind of like, it's a reflection on that where, you know, Mm. imagine you know imagine waking up next to justin timberlake and not knowing that you've just slept with justin timberlake yeah Mm. it's i feel like it's that kind of it's trying to it's using the actor's fame yeah yeah to 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 create sean parker i feel like to some extent who could be who could be an equivalent person then that could come in who who would be our celebrity um you're you're really testing my noise because i i just don't listen to pop music in like 10 years. Sean Mendes, <laughs> Harry Styles. Harry Styles does acting. That Harry could Styles. Work. Yeah, Harry although Styles he's too acting. nice though. Yeah, but he? that's fun because Justin Timberlake was very much a nice mm. guy at this time yeah. as well. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I, yeah there's something there. I'm trying Are to you? think of rock stars who've done theatre. Yeah. <laughs> Not a lot. Bono. <laughs> <laughs> Josh, Josh uh, infamously. 
um, em- embodied <laughs> Bono for our uh, our fringe show, Redacted Arachnid. Um, I had the honor. Yeah, not only on, for the show, but you also you played songs, you two songs mm. as Bono live on uh, what's the street's name? The Royal Mile. Royal Mile. That's it. Yeah. The Royal Mile. Well done. Yeah. Well done. <laughs> I know. Yeah. It's been so long um, since I went. Yeah. <laughs> Then we've got then we've got the Winklevoss twins who in the film yeah. are played by one person, which I didn't yes. realize. Yes, well uh, there yeah. is a, there was a second guy who who was standing in a lot of the scenes, um, who is right. actually mm-hmm. an actor. He's not just like a stuntman or something, which is quite strange. Huh. Okay. okay, but yeah, yeah, they're both <laughs> played by nice. Army Hammer, um, who I mean mm. we wouldn't invite back. But yeah, I think the, the Winklevoss twins is interesting because they are very much like old money to Mark Zuckerberg's new money, right? And and the yeah. whole deal mm. is they they have this idea, the Harvard connection, but they don't have any of the expertise to make it happen. They just have the money and the mm-hmm. the uh, power to persuade someone else to do it for them. Uh, and then in the mm. end, they get sixty million for that, which is pretty surprising. Yeah. Like I, I'm very happy to paint these guys as the sort of like I don't know upper class jerks that they kind of are, and I think the film kind of does that as mm. well. Like yeah. yeah. It's the, it's the it's really interesting the stake contrast right we go through this mm. film where on one side we're going like okay we're gonna make a billion dollars how are we gonna yeah. do this oh it's getting too big oh smashing the keyboards smashing the computers on the other side there's these guys who take like what is it a year to be like okay um well first we're gonna ask him yeah. then we're gonna, <laughs> yeah. we're gonna go to the then we're gonna go to the principal yeah. and we're gonna be like and then the principal ignored us so now we're gonna go um now we're gonna like now we're gonna win a ro- rowing race just to show him and, yeah um okay f- fine I, I guess now i'll take lois where's like yeah yeah it's so it's so odd that like we with this subplot is like this journey where two of them want to sue and then we just we take like eight separate scenes to convince mm, the other guy yeah. to sue it's, yeah, I, I love <laughs> that scene with the president though and it's so like the way he just puts <laughs> them down is so good <laughs> it's, um, yeah yeah, yeah, but, yeah but again i think the point of that scene at least one of the points of that scene is to show us this guy who used to be the secretary of the treasury didn't mm. get it. Like he didn't get what the internet I guess he, was even he at doesn't that time. Get it, even, but I guess it also shows uh, that this world isn't the world of the Winklevosses anymore, if that makes sense. This new money thing. Like a lot of yeah. this film, which I hadn't really realized before this watch of it is, is sort of about this, mm. like there's a new generation. There's like a bunch of new guys in town. Yeah. And there's a little bit of that with Sean Parker in the way that like in the end, Mark Zuckerberg mm. kind of acknowledges that Sean Parker is just a bit of like a, he's almost like the high school dropout kind of version of, of yeah, being definitely. a tech billionaire. Um, but yeah. also like the fact that we have a cameo from Bill Gates doing a talk at Harvard. Um, and it's like mm. the next Bill Gates is like something that's like dropped in as a, as like a seed to like think about. I think this film is kind of about, there is this new generation of people and they don't <laughs> have to have been rich before. They don't have to have had, you know, uh, they don't have to have had, yeah. well, I mean, I guess he's, he's at Harvard, but like, it's not about the education because he's beyond that education mm. in terms of computing. It's about, this is someone who's learned this yeah. thing themselves and then is able to build something from the ground up. And it's like a whole new version of being a tech billionaire that hadn't mm. been seen before. Mm. And Mark Zuckerberg mm. was kind of the, f- well, he wasn't the first, but I guess he was like the first of that generation of like these Silicon the Valley, like billionaires. That's not actually Bill Gates. Yeah. Cause Surely, if it was, yeah, why it didn't why didn't they do a close up? Why did they because only do? He, he's older, he could, and I don't know. He pro- he also probably yeah. was there to shoot for like fifteen minutes. The man's pretty busy. Like, yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah, it was just funny. I was like, well, surely if yeah. it was actually him, they wouldn't. Be I also staying I'm so far away sure from the, his face. The Prince of <laughs> Monaco, who's in that rowing scene, I'm pretty sure that is the actual Prince of Monaco, um, making a cameo. <laughs> oh, I thought it was. I thought it was supposed to be Prince Albert. No, he's Prince Albert of Prince Albert of Monaco. I was very confused because I was like, the accent's way off. This is what I thought. I was like, he doesn't sound British (laughs) at all, so I googled it, and he's like, and then they used the word major to talk about British universities. I was just very confused. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was true. Yeah, that was that was quite bad writing from sort. That's that whole scene is just kind of like this was very. But anyway. Right again, story. Yeah, no, I know, play. I know. Yes. Well, I, I had an um, idea of I had an idea of different aspects. So the music, yes, I love the soundtrack. Yes. I love the soundtrack mm. of this film, and I listen to it a lot when I'm doing my project coding. So it makes me feel like I'm <laughs> hacking into you something. You are Mark Zuckerberg. Um, <laughs> nice. Uh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Even though I'm a long way yeah. from that. Um, but yeah, I do feel like we need some aspect of of scoring for this play. I don't think it should be a musical by any means. Yeah, I mean, I some, definitely think. 
like similar to the Lehman trilogy, like th- this film happens in sequences, right? And those sequences are, are dictated mm. by the music as much as they are by the action. So like that, that opening, yeah. you have that opening scene in the bar and then you get into, okay, I'm going to blog about this and I'm going to be drunk. And then I'm going to make like, you know, a, a forerunner for Facebook. Um, and yeah. he does that. Um, yeah, I mean, he does that all in one sequence. So although it's lots of mini scenes, mm. it's all in one sequence that's, kind of strung together by this piece of music. So I think, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I would suggest like having a live piano because that's something that comes up a lot, yeah. a live electric guitar. Cause that's used a lot. Um, and mm. maybe even just those two instruments, maybe that's all you would need. And then using that sort of live mm. score. Um, and so sort of building the structure of the play rather than out of scenes, out of sequences of scenes, like the way you would string together yeah. a film. And using the music to mm. tell that story as much as you do the action on stage, for sure. Yeah. I did have a bit of a radical Ooh, idea yes. where, whereby the, the lawyers or the people in the deposition were potentially the bank. Oh, or like there was some yes. connection there yeah. where they kind of... I don't know. I can't... Because I think that um, there's there's not... The music's not as prominent when they're actually in the deposition or in that glass room. No, yeah, it's not. certainly yeah. isn't. doesn't drive it forward much or anything. Yeah. So mm. maybe... They have a port as a break in the music or something. But then there's well, yeah, in those kind of two famous scenes in the in the uh, have I got your attention scene. Yeah, yeah, and there's one other which has escaped me right now. But there's two like very famous parts. I think there's music in mm-hmm. those bits. Is it? Yeah, but yeah. is there a way you could do it where because you have the two main lawyers? Maybe they are just sort of yeah. straight actors, but maybe all the lawyers' assistants are the musicians and they they're the band. Yeah. Mm. Well, it could even um, be. And then we've lost our multi rolling, be... but. Yeah, that's true. They could even, well, some members, they could stay it permanently at like the tables or at the desks still playing. Yeah, yeah, no, I, that's or, why I'm, so, yeah, I can, I'm with you on that. Mm, As in like you have this, yeah. this cast of like six, but then you also have these musicians who are in those scenes and then, yeah, I think that'd be All cool. Right. So taking us back to our building the Facebook page idea, okay. what if, <laughs> what if this glass box at the top mm-hmm. where the deposition is taking place yeah. is the cover area of a Facebook page. So we build the Facebook page underneath with the projections and it changes as it goes. Yeah. But the cover area mm-hmm. pretty much existed pretty much from the beginning. And, mm-hmm. or, um, or it's quite an early thing anyway. Um, and when the band is playing, they like form like as if they're, you know, you know how like the the cover area for a band <laughs> right. is like, so yeah. we basically, we what we do is we follow, we follow like this profile of this band or one member of the band or whatever as it changes and their cover oh, yeah. photo is them playing the instruments yeah, I don't, yeah. Um, <laughs> um, I would very much use a sort of yes and rule on this podcast but I'm not sure I'm here for this idea I might be one step too far. Um, um, Atticus Ross and Trent Reznor by the way are the yeah. composers yes yeah um, yeah I, no and I, really good I, I think you're right and I think yeah I mean the music might need a little bit of adaptation to work for stage but I think it's pretty much the same mm. you could use it pretty pretty similarly and it's like yeah it's not a huge number of instruments is it no and it's i think it's also quite easy to loop so they could quite easily set up a loop and then still be the multi-rolling character like if they're like minor characters in the scene that'd be so cool that i mean like Mm. the um fringe show we saw islander where there's there's it's two voices that that loop it's recently been put on bbc sounds go check it out that's that's my rec for this week jake um (laughs) is uh that yeah that show they use loop pedals to great effect i think yeah definitely using something like that would be really really cool yeah yeah because i'm imagining like they're in the deposition and they're setting up the scene. So maybe they're doing some descriptions of it. And whilst they're doing that, they're setting up the loop and it's building, the music building. Yeah. And then they break out into what the scene actually is happening lower down or something like that. That could be very cool. Or, or it's like a, the legal battle is like a, like a music battle. And they <laughs> like a play the instruments at each other. <laughs> they play the instruments at each other, but they're looping them as they go. Uh, so every time, every time they like add to it, they like make, make it build yeah. and then the scene starts. Okay. But there's no actual talking and the lawyers are just like, like, we don't, no, 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 no. The reason we were using the deposition was for the verbal exposition, but actually we don't get any verbal exposition. It's all in music. In fact, there's actually, it's actually a silent play Okay. <laughs> um, um, it's just it's just you can just hear the faint sound of clicking and typing just mm. <laughs> just the whole thing it's actually an asmr <laughs> um, um, yeah i think that covers music well i something mm. um that might be 
interesting to talk about as well as alongside the music is this sort of like mm-hmm. how hard do we want to go on like using soundscaping to build the settings uh, mm. like how important is it to like really get across that through sound or do you think people just saying well this is where we are now or you know through the sort of contextual mm. uh dialogue w- that will be clear i don't know how would you want to do that is there yeah. is a specific sort of stylized way we want to do that or i don't know well what are the what are the key moments where it would be helpful i guess like to me the ones that stick out are maybe like um like the, the hackathon or like the yeah intense hacking moments or where mm. the where the coding lots um and there's lots of people around and it's all kind of chaotic then maybe some of the rowing stuff yeah i'm thinking yeah i guess like the bars and restaurants would be useful Mm. um apart from that yeah i like, would just cut the times they're in boats to be honest i don't think they're really necessary yeah, we'll yeah that's rowing true. machines yeah instead of yeah i yeah i guess if we're using projection you could project a boat race mm. yeah you could i just don't know i just i think i, I just think you wouldn't yeah i just don't yeah. know what artistically yeah. it would do for the, for the actual mean? for the big race you could just cut straight to the aftermath. and i guess also like they that. in that scene they are constantly being told that they lost in a brutally close boat race <laughs> so you know you don't yeah. need to see it happen because we know it happened so yeah yeah that's another yeah. one of the scenes where like where it there's like it is showing but it shows us far too long something that we could have found out in like five seconds yeah like yeah, yeah i don't know <laughs> yeah. um yeah i guess so i guess in some ways you wouldn't need it too much maybe it, maybe it would be intrusive actually i just yeah I'm the, the, the only times mm. like almost everything that happens is people sitting around talking yeah apart from yeah. when they like when they go into those club toilets to make out with people <laughs> so like yeah um which i think it's again is important it is important because that is the whole thing of him of mark and the whole like uh i want to get into the the clubs and whatever i want to get yeah. into the alpha male groups um Mm. And that again, that weird kind of misogynistically based thing. I mean, yeah. it's something that's it's interesting because, like, someone you know, someone who hasn't gone to an American university, it's actually quite difficult to relate to. Like the whole like hazing mm. thing, you know, you hear about it, but yeah. it doesn't. It really, yeah. it really feels unreal in its in its. Well, because we've only ever seen it in the movies, right? I think that's definitely true. I was wondering actually how how we could stage that. So that scene is very. It's when he's writing the code for Face Mash, mm. and it's like. He's coding, it's intense, and he's drunk, and he's blogging. Also, cutting between scenes of the final clubs and the parties and like mm, the buses yeah. of girls and stuff like that. Like that would be quite hard to. So this is a moment where I feel like we could, and I think there's a few moments like this where we could use that glass box differently. So although the glass box can always mm. be there as a way the deposition of viewing us, actually in that moment you could have Mark Zuckerberg blogging in this front area, but in the glass yeah. box we see a party happening. And, um, mm. and, and if the musicians are up there as well, that would work even better. That would be sick. Cause they could be like <laughs> yeah. working out and everyone's in there with them. Um, and I think like there's other moments where, well, I was thinking as well, like towards the end. So when, um, Eduardo goes to sign the papers, you could have that happen in the glass box. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. but then also like, like some of those meetings with like ad, uh, executives and, uh, mm-hmm. and the meeting with the hedge fund, um, those could happen in the glass box as well. So there's kind of like mm. this, um, I guess like almost, I don't know. It's a, it's a different space to where the main action is mm. taking place, but it's also a space that is at all times uncomfortable for Mark Zuckerberg. I think like, yeah, as long as if all of those settings are somewhere where he, he himself wouldn't feel comfortable. And then the, the actual like main place of action is the the places where he's more habitual i think that could be an interesting distinction to to show as well yeah yeah unless i i when you first started talking about it, i thought you were going to say he was in the glass box and the party was happening below well because he was like isolated in this box yeah yeah but, you could do that as well then, i think yeah i yeah. any of those could work well because then at the end when you have the party again when you have that party happening where sean parker gets arrested he could be sat mm, up in the right. Facebook offices and then the party could be going on down below. So I think it could work either way. Mm, yeah. Or even, yeah, yeah. yeah I, well, I think definitely at the end that would make sense. But I wonder even at the beginning, we could have this kind of upper level that mm. he's not, that kind of represents something that he's he's not because he's just yeah. a kid in, a, in, a, in college. Maybe the lawyers can be up there, music, whatever. We see mm. on this, on the kind of screen that I'm imagining 
of not exactly the thing I said because I know it's stupid, but the <laughs> screen I'm imagining that goes up to that block. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Where we see yeah. where we see what he's doing. We see him building all this stuff and and yeah. talking us through it. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe it makes sense for that party, those as you say, those parties going on simultaneously to be like in the audience. Like we are all like the like in the in the aisles, you know. Yeah. Because yeah. we've got you know mm. this is this is the people we're getting on with our lives. We're doing things. We're having fun while this mm. kid is sitting at his computer tapping away on what will eventually infect the rest of the room if that makes sense yeah Yeah. that could be interesting yeah i was thinking also yeah you could even have it where that first frat party is happening in the box and he's down below and it's like that separation and then later Mm. on he's above and the rest is happening below yeah i like that yeah i like that i like that all all of these i think i've just like (laughs) you could any of them could work actually on stage um and i think actually bringing the audience in in that way jake would be a really exciting way of drawing yeah. them into the story early on as well would be cool yeah i reckon i reckon at the end everyone has to add everyone else in the audience on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> this is actually just a, a marketing it's a, ne- yeah. it's a networking yeah. event and, uh, yeah. like, us, like it's on facebook you scan a qr code <laughs> and it immediately adds everyone else just straight onto yeah. your phone yeah yeah yeah. That's right. That's and Mark the way. Zuckerberg walks out at the end and is like, "Welcome to my TED Talk." <laughs> it's actually oh, I, I, Facebook's <laughs> announcement, like Facebook's next <laughs> announcement of their new fe- features, is the whole of this plays out, and then he comes out and announces the new features. <laughs> <laughs> that the thing is that 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 code off there is so interesting. I found that it gave me such a weird feeling when yeah. that when mm. that guy won the thing and he was like, "Welcome to Facebook," because it's like mm. it can't have like that doesn't mean any like they're just in co- like what <laughs> yeah like, yeah. <laughs> It's yeah, such, I mean, that's weird. just like the Sorkin dialogue. It's like so pithy and mm. so like yeah, yeah. But but it draws you in so much as well, though, because in that moment mm. you're like, oh, sick, yeah. Like Facebook is this thing I want to be a part of, and mm. uh, you know, mm. I think, yeah, uh, yeah. Go and go and moderate their content for them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, uh, okay. Any anything else major we want to talk about? Well, I guess I was going to say like the lighting of this is always mm. in the film. I think there's a lot of like quite, I don't know, the lighting's not flat, but it's like bright, yeah. like like fluorescent. It feels very natural to me. That's yeah, interesting. that's true. No, it is. It is natural. It is natural. Mm. Ignore that. Um, it feels like it's, it's <laughs> I don't know. This feels to me that it feels like a lot of night. Like that just seems like a lot of night and there's a lot of like dark settings in there. But then there's like, then later, it's like they're in uh, LA or wherever they are. Yeah, I'm not sure somewhere, somewhere in the in the west, and it's like they've kind of switched up. They've gone from being like dark in their own rooms to like, oh, it's bright in their own. Like, yeah. yeah, it reminds me of those films. Like, am I thinking of The Hangover? Really, <laughs> something like that. Where where like where like the the narrative device is like, hey, here's what we got up to at that party last night, and we're debriefing, and like yeah. that's the narrative device, yeah. and so that kind of like mm. dark versus light contrast it give it feels like that to me it feels like you know this is like a fever dream i think i think about the sort of the mm. clinical lighting of the of the deposition and the yeah, really clinical yeah. lighting of the facebook offices yeah. at the end as well but actually maybe that's yeah. something we could build towards is it starts off with this sort of like warm soft lighting um mm. and then it and it's sort of like over the course of the two hours grows into this bright fluorescent lighting um, and obviously mm, the different yeah. settings will have different lighting, but um, mm, you mm, have that sort of general definitely. progression overall. And that could be an interesting way of sort of, yeah, showing showing that sort of step from this was made in a dorm room to this yeah. is like this huge corporate like monolith, which would be yeah an interesting progression mm. show, I think. Mm, absolutely, absolutely. And it, yeah, again, another, another theme I've just thought of that kind of brings out is that, you know, originally it was for university students and then it kind mm. of like grew out of that. And now, it's this weird thing where on, on the one hand, like the its main user base are not they're like middle aged people mm-hmm. yeah. who are yeah. like, you know, looking for clickbait. And <laughs> um but on the other hand, it is st- it's like almost like regressing to to some extent towards like university thing. And we're now at this stage where like, you know, when I was thirteen, I couldn't mm. wait to turn thirteen so I could get a Facebook account, yeah. right? Yeah. Now when you get you turn thirteen and you don't know what Facebook is, you're not interested. Like it's so like mm. and but 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 people at universities are now working so hard to get people like freshers to join Facebook because it's still the only way of doing events and yeah and yeah, and yeah all that kind of stuff. That's it, right? Um, like and it is that thing, like you said, uh, and I know that you've like 
done quite a bit of thinking about this recently, Jake. Like that thing of it, it is just a list of all the people you've ever known, really. Mm. Um, and mm. and it's yeah, a w- check out my Twitter thread. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I think it's so relevant, and it, and it is just a way of inviting all of those people to a thing, and like yeah. being able to like find a way of contacting them easily. It's such a no mm. social media has ever really reached that same point because um, they've all been trying to do something yeah. different. Yeah. Um, well, that's the thing, and they and they make that point in the film where it's like, but MySpace was doing that before this. Yes. Mm. You know? But not, but yeah. I, I mean, I never had MySpace, and I don't. No, neither did I. I don't yeah, really know why. Old, why? Why was this better than MySpace? Why did people care about this more? And was it because it started as this exclusive mm. thing, and now it's everyone has it? That's the other thing, right? It's it, it starts yeah. as like exclusivity as part of the selling point, but now everyone has Facebook, mm. and it's like almost inverse. Yeah, yeah. it's it's it. You know, you're excluded if you don't have it, and that's kind of why you get it. Yeah, I didn't even I'd forgotten until we were watching it this time that coming over to the UK, even when it was becoming an international thing, it was still targeted at Oxford and I think LSE or... Yeah, yeah. Were, ...were the two, like, first... Like, so the fact that the first people in England who had Facebook accounts were Oxford students is, like... That's yeah, such I a weird that, I actually, now. I actually think that timeline's a bit... Uh, the timeline in the film's actually wrong. I think I think it mm. literally went Harford, Stamford, Oxford. I think that was the order right, they released yeah, it in. Right, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, So, That's, yeah. Which is just a bizarre thought because now it's like everyone has a Facebook. Yeah, like, yeah. It's, it's nothing to do with it. It's, it's strange. And I think as well, like the things that we really care about, about Facebook, like that, like events making and stuff like that, mm. is stuff that didn't exist on it when it was first made as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like it was like almost like a, a sort of a, a version of a dating site, essentially, when it was first made. Yeah. So that's, yeah. Yeah. And the point of it as well was like, well, I don't know, when I, when I was... Well, I remember when I was 13, the main advertising like line was like, here's where you keep all your photos. Like it was, cause it was like yeah. unlimited photo storage, Yeah, which is also a thing like no one does. Like <laughs> if you can still can do that, but no one does. Yeah. And also and, like, like it stores your photos Instagram in a terrible way. Yeah. Degrades them horrifically. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Oh, man. Social media. I feel hey? well, this thing. I feel. I feel like we could just philosophize about this for. We really could. This. Yeah. Um, Do you reckon we instead, could? Uh, we we could market it on on Facebook. We'd sell tickets through Facebook. Oh, well, I think we'd have to, right? <laughs> All right. Come to our roundtable. Uh, we're selling tickets on. <laughs> yeah. so selling tickets on Eventbrite, which is a partner with Facebook. Um, yeah. And we, um, um, yeah. Yeah. I guess. I mean, I think that covers most of it, right? I think mm. we have talked a lot about story, but we talked about character as well, which I think is important. And we've got, yeah, you know, we kind of built a rough structure there. Um, yeah, it's an interesting one. We haven't, we haven't sat here and gone, right, here's our idea. How does this work? There's no, like, a lot of the time, the last few films we've done, it's like, well, this is not an effect you can do exactly on, st- on stage. Yeah. How would we do it? That This doesn't have any of that because it's a story about people in real places doing real mm. things. Yes. Yeah. And so yeah. of, so there's no, there's none of those challenges, but I think that means we can have a better, we have had a better conversation about that story, about, about what we are interested in, our version of the show focusing on and what it could focus on. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And what it would look like. Yeah, mm. I think that's true. Yeah, and I think, yeah, like you say, it is kind of like a lot of these scenes, although they're like micro scenes that you usually wouldn't put on stage, they feel it feels like theatre. It doesn't feel mm. like mm. it's it's a mile away from that. So, yeah, I, th- I think definitely. It, it, of the ones we've done, like this is the one, uh, one of the ones that more recently that I would feel really excited to stage yeah, and feel like I, I'm not far off being able to stage it in my own sort of capacity. Mm. Mm. Let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> what are we up to? Why, you know, why don't we do it? Is it because it's interesting? Because we, we've talked about these glass box projection things on um on the X Machina episode as well. Yes. Um, mm. So um, and, and in quite a lot more detail as well. And since then, I've done quite a lot of research into it. I've actually made like a, a, a like a sample investor pack out out of the X Machina show. Um, mm. and like it really is, it really is doable. Yeah, and it really it, yeah. I, and the stuff you can project, the, the 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 effects you can create. If you look at, there's videos about the mainly corporate so far, like corporate shows mm. that have used these, like because they're because they're expensive. Yeah, use yeah. these like screen projections. You can create stuff that's 3D. You know, mm. these enormous scales, these effects. Yeah, yeah. Mm. It is it, like I think that is a way in which the technology in theater is is going. You know, beyond just like yeah. flat 2D projections yeah, into yeah. this kind of like. Mm. you know you said Ch- 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 um, festival theater's recent macbeth uh with john sim in it 
they i mean the production was so so but the uh the screen at the back um was this mm. this glass uh screen that came in two so it could open up and give more stage space behind it um mm. and it could be you know you could have it could be lit from behind so the famous banquet scene where Macbeth is deciding whether to kill the king and he keeps mm. and he's like away from them they did the banquet behind that glass screen um, mm. And that was really interesting. But then later on, they projected onto that glass screen in a way that like, it, it didn't look like projection. It looked like it had de- more depth to it than projection usually does. Yeah, It looked exactly. like, yeah. You, like yeah. exactly like you're talking about, Jake. And it was, it was an incredible effect and it worked so well. Um, mm. I think, yeah, just using some of that, that sort of like uh, that ability that we have now it would, yeah. would make this like really sort of make this sort of pop more and make it feel more than just like yeah. a bunch of scenes of people talking. That That's the thing, because mm. I think tra- tra- projection over the last kind of 10 years has been very like, okay, we're projecting this image. Look at this picture that we're showing yeah. you behind. And that I feel has like, it really takes you away in a lot of ways, but now we're moving past that in terms of technological capability. Yeah. And I think mm. that's really exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah okay. Yeah. Let us let us wrap it up there though we could talk for hours about all yeah, of this stuff but happily. i think we should wrap it up there yes <laughs> um josh mm-hmm. say i wanted to find you on a social network yeah i'd say in general in general i'd i'd say slash average blokes uh so instagram would be the main place for uh for our, our youtube show uh and on youtube the average bloke show uh me personally uh, rather embarrassingly on Instagram, it's at the real Josh Clark. <laughs> uh, just to make it clear who the real one is. Here. Yeah, that's where you can find me. And that's Clark with an E on the end. With an E, it? of course. Yes. yes. And is there anything you want to tell us about that's coming up really soon? Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, hopefully we're, we're uploading sort of once a week on YouTube, The Average Bloke Show. And that's kind of some Oxford related stuff, some random challenging stuff. Um, so yeah, check that out for fairly regular content fairly fairly <laughs> awesome uh and caleb where can people find you on uh, i'm on uh, twitter instagram and letterbox that caleb lebster that's c-a-l-e-b-l-e-b-s-t-e-r and jake where can people find you online i am on twitter and letterbox and i'm also on the the facebook but i don't i don't want you to add me as a friend because it's, it's only none of for us friends. refer to facebook it's, yeah. <laughs> it's only it's only for friends yes. that's the yeah. whole that's the whole vibe <laughs> but i am on twitter and letterbox at jake reesh that's j-a-k-e-r-e-e-s-h and we are maybe you like it productions and this is the maybe you like it podcast and you can find us on facebook at maybe you like it productions or you can find us on twitter at maybe you like it that's with the letter u or on instagram at that same handle or you can visit our website at www.maybeyoulikeit.co.uk or you can drop us an email at info at maybe like with your thoughts theories queries thoughts about social media and all manner of things and indeed leave us a review as well wherever your podcasts are gotten from and that was clunky but there we go um anything else to add anyone um we like to say thank you to cav for this lovely theme tune playing right now and otherwise maybe you like that maybe you didn't maybe maybe we um we just drop the the and we just have it maybe you like it podcast That's a quip for the end. It's a quip for the end. It's a joke. (laughs) For some reason, when you said that, I thought you meant. I just. I thought you meant drop the you. (laughs) Just (laughs) maybe maybe like it. Maybe like it. (laughs) That was a maybe you like it production. Maybe you liked it. Maybe you didn't. That was a maybe you like it production. Maybe you liked it. Maybe you didn't.